This is an ABC podcast. If someone refused to give you head, would you say they were a selfish lover? Recently, DC Comics, the home of Batman, got called out for axing a scene in adult animated series Harley Quinn, where Batman eats Catwoman's... um... pussy. They said it wasn't a thing that heroes do. And Twitter was mad about it. The same kind of mad that people got about DJ Khaled a few years ago when he said it wasn't becoming of a king to eat out his wife. I don't do that. I don't. Not even like for her birthday? Nah, listen. Christmas? Jeez, I put in that work. My, my work is great. Now, all this talk of heroes eating pussy, who gets head, and who keeps missing out had us thinking. What are the rules when it comes to reciprocating sex? Lots of people seem to believe that there's a score that should be settled. And it's not fair that someone's doing all the work and getting nothing in return. But have we got our thinking about sex all wrong? I'm Nat Tenchich, and on this episode, we'll look at the tit-for-tat of sex, the double standards of oral, why certain people feel hard done by when they're not getting their just desserts, and how all of this pressure is a minefield for consent. I got thinking about this when a listener commented on our Instagram post about blowjobs. And by the way, you should follow us and DM us anytime you have a story you want to share at Triple J The Hookup. He said... Funny how some women are happy to be eaten out by their respective guy, but when it's their turn, oh no, I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. Even though some man just drank her dry, go figure. Just pointing out that some people don't return the favour, which can be annoying. Now, does that make you feel just so ick? Because if you're like me, you're probably thinking, yep, that's not it. Because before we go further, you need to know that sex in any form from someone else is not a right no matter what you've done to earn it. You are responsible for your own pleasure. But as you can see with Batman and DJ Khaled before him, there's a double standard happening here. While consent educators would say one thing, general opinion doesn't seem all that clear cut. So we asked you on Instagram, where do you stand on reciprocating? So personally, I feel that it is so rude not to reciprocate oral sex, personally, because I want the other person to feel the pleasure too. Um, I've actually been with multiple people where I perform oral sex, but they won't give it back, and it makes me so angry. Um, I absolutely love giving oral, but would definitely say I don't expect it back. Um, I'll take pleasure from giving others pleasure. So if they enjoy, you know, sucking me off, then I quite enjoy receiving it. But otherwise, I don't want it if they're just doing it because they feel like they have to. If I'm with a partner and they go down on me and they expect head in return, I am so not into that. If I ever come across a partner that is really demanding that they receive it or is really insistent on not giving me head, then it's boy bye I'm not interested there's a big difference between going down on someone and then saying how would you feel about doing the same for me and going down on someone and saying I've done that for you now I expect you to do the same I think good sex is the type where everybody involved can feel you know that they're comfortable asking to do stuff and being asked to do stuff but they're also comfortable giving and receiving a no and that not being questioned I think it's good manners to reciprocate oral sex obviously that depends on like the person 
the people, the couple, the situation even. But I do think it is good manners, but. My partner and I get along so well outside of the bedroom, but inside the bedroom, I feel like he can be very selfish. I've breached the topic of him going down on me many times over the years and it's always been like a touchy subject for him. I more than happily will go down on him but now it's got to a point where I've decided that I'm going to boycott giving him head um, and I've told him this until he decides to go down on me. He simply just says that he doesn't like it and he doesn't want to do it um, but will happily let me go down on him. If you have an expectation of your partner to go down on you because you've gone down on them. That's not how it works. It's not sexy pressuring somebody to go down on you just because you've gone down on them. Yeah, it's kind of complicated. Whether things should be equal and how we think about it changes depending on whether you're doing more giving or receiving, which one you actually want, and also your gender and sexuality. Like, why do we feel ick when old mate in the comments wants a BJ in return for eating puss, but we say hell yeah when Lily Allen complains about the same thing on her single Not Fair? Why is Batman a selfish lover for not eating pussy? when no one would consider it acceptable to barter a woman into scoffing dick. I do think that there is certain social, cultural, political conditioning we have, but I think it's important for everyone to experience a combo of giving and receiving in a sexual relationship. Ah, good old heteropatriarchy. There you are again. This is Georgia Grace, by the way, a certified sex educator who does a lot of work on the nuances of sexual relationships on her Insta at gspot.underscore. She says these cultural expectations do actually reflect het women's experiences of what has been called the orgasm gap. We have seen some really interesting stats being the orgasm gap, look, which does look at heterosexual cis men and women and um, understanding that there is a gap in the amount that um, cis women are receiving pleasure. But as we heard from you, people are struggling with a complex issue here that isn't as clear cut as gals are hard done by and dudes are selfish. I work with um, cis men and cis women on this. And I guess as we're talking about the binary here, you know, I, I want to address that binary. And I do hear these assumptions though when I'm working with people in session or in workshops the, these assumptions are completely sort of you know blown out of the water it's just not a thing that I find that all people have different relationships with giving and receiving as a result of many different things so instead of um, sort of making these kind of sweeping statements around uh, what people are curious about or open to because of their gender or because of the genitals that they have between their legs it's a very linear heteronormative binary and restrictive way that doesn't consider the I guess the conditioning that many people have as a result of many different experiences. So whilst I can hold space for the discussion and understand maybe people's lived experience of gender and sexuality, I don't think we can make these sweeping statements about gender saying that, you know, um, cis women are more natural givers and cis men are more natural receivers. 
George is right. This issue isn't just confined to the straights. If you've ever heard of the term pillow princess, it's one that's gone around in lesbian and bi women circles. It basically means someone who's always receiving head and never giving her back. So it's a sense of fairness. Let's call it orgasm justice that's coming to play here. And it sounds fair enough, right? Georgia says this feeling can fuel resentment in relationships. I think the context is really important here. So if one person is always the giver and then one person is always the receiver, then the other person doesn't get to experience all those wonderful things that you can feel when you give. And the other person doesn't get to experience all those wonderful things that you can experience when you receive. So certainly context is important. And yeah, there are heaps of self lovers out there for sure there are lots of people who aren't concerned about the other person's sexual pleasure or satisfaction and any of that so I think getting a sense of the context and then also feeling into who is this experience for and is it always for the other person then when does it become an issue for you when does it become an issue for the sexual relationship and what can you do to experience it in a different way but I guess it's also interesting to look at the distinction between wanting and willing. So you can be wanting something, you know, really wanting it, meaning that it is for you, it is for your pleasure. And then you can be willing to do something. So meaning that you're willing to do it for someone else because you know it will feel good for them. So getting clear on where you're at in that, um, what role you're taking and talking about it. Yeah, that doesn't that become kind of sticky because if you you can be wanting to give something to someone else because their pleasure gives you pleasure, Does, exactly. is that wanting or willing? Yeah, so if you're wanting it and it's for you, so say if you're I'm wanting to give this person oral because it feels good for my mouth and I love the way it feels on my tongue and I get a great amount of pleasure f- from that then yeah, that could absolutely be wanting to do that. But it's really asking the question, who is this for? So who is this for determines whether it is the wanting or the willing. But if you caught our episode last year about coercion and consent, and if you didn't, definitely go back and listen. It is essential. Unblurring the lines. Uh, Search unblurring the lines in your pod feed. Guilting or bargaining someone into certain sex acts is... A bit murky to say the least, non-consensual to say the most. Without consent, it's not a free, fun sexual encounter. It's something that you're enduring or you're feeling like you're really having to do. So consent is absolutely vital for someone being able to want to give or to receive exactly what they want. And, you know, you can really ask for anything. You can ask for what you want and you need within reason, but you have to acknowledge that you may also hear a no and that might feel uncomfortable to hear a no, but the best way to respond to a no is saying something like, thanks for letting me know that boundary. Is there anything else you would like to do? Or you might just leave it at that. So yeah, guilting your partner or putting them on the hook to get you back is not it. But if you are still the one who feels like you're focusing more on your partner's pleasure and would like a bit of that back from your partner, 
Well, you can open up some dialogue about what's happening in your dynamic. There are a few things that you can do. I think a great sort of set of communication skills is always really valid and important. So setting aside or creating the context where you can speak about it, speak to the benefits of what's already working, but then what you could do to improve the sexual relationship. Um, Be really clear on, on what you need. You know, it could even be saying that you've listened to a podcast or you've read about, you know, the importance of different roles and you're curious around exploring that. And maybe it's a moment of reflection too, saying something like, I noticed that I'm often in this role and I'm curious as to what it would feel like to be in the other role. How would you feel about exploring that? Georgia also says that chatting to someone professional about this could help you figure out where your ideas about sex are coming from and broaden your horizons beyond giving and taking. Really working through that in session with a partner to really figure out how you want to give and receive together. But then also, I guess, identifying it or naming it when it comes up. So thinking, oh, that's that belief that I've learned that no longer serves me or I don't actually believe in, but it's just as a result of my upbringing. What could I do differently now or how could I approach this so that that isn't kind of controlling how I think or how I feel? But then also, you know, really speaking about it, communicating openly, even trialling it with friends or, you know, sex positive people in your life, trusted family members or sexual partners. I think getting the education and that is you know, really thorough and age appropriate for you so that you can learn about all these different things that you can explore or experience during sex. But then also redefining sex. So when we can really take sex away from this idea that naked bodies are penetrating each other and instead look at all of the many things that you can do when it comes to sex, I feel like that opens up way more capacity for you to really feel into what you are wanting or willing to enjoy when it comes to sex. And G says, if giving and getting head just ain't going to happen, there are so many other ways to enjoy sex together. There's so many different ways to have sex, whether you're perhaps looking at a mutual masturbation practice whereby you masturbate at the same time and you give your own body what you want and they give themselves what they want. Or it could be the act of witnessing or being witnessed. It could be exploration through erotica. Um, Of course, you know, we know that not all people are in monogamous relationships. So you may look at the structure of your relationship. There's, you know, perhaps it's even more valid or important for each individual to feel into, okay, you know, this isn't possible for this relationship. What else is exciting for me and getting really clear on all of those things that really turn you on and all of those things that excite you as well as all all of those things that turn you off and then coming to your partner and saying I've got this list of things that I'm really curious about I've got this list of things that I know I definitely don't want to do I'd love to see your list and see if there's anything that we could explore together but remember no one should feel pressured to do anything they don't want to do Sex isn't a trade and it doesn't have to be equal to be fair. Fair sex is when everyone feels safe and comfortable and is having fun. If you don't want to do all the work, then don't. If someone else refuses to do something you want, you're going to negotiate or find it somewhere else. I hope you learned a little something. And next time someone expects you to give back when you don't want to or shames you for being a selfish lover, send them this. 
and try something you both like. And if you have a story or a question you'd like us to investigate, DM us at Triple J The Hookup on Insta or email thehookup at abc.net.au. A pleasure as always, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>